Welcome to another episode of Werewolf Podcast. This is Josh Heath, and this is a Galliard Rants. This is a Galliard Rants about the Deadlands, Werewolf the Wild West, dime novels, of all things. Yes, these were three dime novels created as a crossover between Deadlands, an amazing game created by uh, Pinnacle, Pinnacle Entertainment Group, I can say their name correctly, and White Wolf Game Studio back in the late 90s. And to say that these are different than anything you have ever seen before is an understatement. These are dual-statted books for White Wolf and Pinnacle, um, or for Deadlands, uh, Pinnacle's Deadlands setting. And Deadlands, for those that might not be aware of it, is a Weird West setting. And by Weird West, they mean the entire half of the United States has been taken over by this moon rock sort of thing that um, causes zombies and evil creatures to rise up from it. Um, it is definitely a strange Wild West, and it uh, has a lot of horror built into it. It's a great horror game, uses some interesting mechanics. There's also a Savage Worlds version of Deadlands as well that is currently, uh, or just left Kickstarter actually, so... It's an interesting time to be a Deadlands fan if that's something fan if that's something you're interested in. Um, I think Deadlands is an awesome game, one that I've really enjoyed playing. It's kind of hard to describe until you've actually played it, and there's a lot of deep lore for Deadlands. So I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about Deadlands, but I want you to know that these books are statted to be a Deadlands book and a Wild West book. And if you don't know both of them, you're going to be a little bit lost as you're reading through these or playing these. What, I, what do I mean by reading through and or playing? Well, they're dime novels that have a novelization, a short story, or a lo slightly longer short story spread throughout three books. So there are three of these dime novels, um, Under a Harrowed Moon, Strange Bedfellows, under a Harrowed Moon, Savage Passage, and Under a Harrowed Moon, Ground Zero. And they take the story and they spread it across the three dime novels. And these are very small books. They're designed to be dime novel size, and they were sold for about $5 each when they were first released. And the story itself is good. I'm not going to spoil any of that. I think it's a solid um, story that I recommend you reading. And then the adventure is an adventurization of that story. And these are probably some of the best adventures I've ever read for Werewolf the Apocalypse, which is interesting because they're not necessarily designed for Werewolf explicitly. They're designed both for Deadlands and Werewolf the Wild West. But really, the folks at Pinnacle, they know how to run a good game. They know how to create good adventures. They have been doing so for years and their adventures have always been top quality. So I'm very impressed with what you get with these dime novels. And they were written by Matt Forbeck. All three of them were written by him. Uh, they're produced by Barry Doyle and Hal Mangold and all the cover art and logo information is done by Ron Spencer. It's really good Ron Spencer art on both, um, on all three of the covers. I think it's um, it's hectic, but it's interesting, it's colorful, it certainly catches your attention, and it's interesting to look at. Um, the interior art is all by Kevin Sharp, and then there are some maps and different uh, additional things created by different folks in each of the individual books. So some of them have maps, 
Uh, I think all three of them have maps by Jeff Laren. So absolutely quality art, quality production, quality writing and editing. All around, when I look at this, I go, this is a solid little book. There's three solid little books that you're going to have a hard, hard time getting a hold of because they are um, not in regular circulation. Last time I knew they were not on the Storyteller's Vault or drive through RPG. They might be by this point, um, but they would definitely be something that if they are on there to get a PDF copy. If you are a werewolf fan, you should own these. They're just hard to find. I got lucky and got two of them in a job lot of werewolf books, and then I got the third one really by accident by uh, talking to someone and them saying, hey, I'm going to be selling that on eBay. And I was like, hey, before you throw it up there, let me get it from you. Um, and I've been very, very happy to own these dime novels. And um, I would honestly run this adventure, run this adventure at some point because I think it's well-written and well-designed. Um, so, yeah, let me give you a rundown. I'm actually going to read to you um, a little bit of what the story is. Um, so far. Um, this is in the third book. It gives you a rundown of what everything is. I'm just going to read it as is because I think this explains it way better than I could. The story so far. In the interest of not boring those of you who've been kind enough to pick up and play Strange Bedfellows and Savage Passage, the first two installments in this trilogy, we'll keep this short. In a nutshell, it turns out that all the different worlds in the multiverse are separated from each other by an ethereal realm that most of us mortals never, never actually see. Whether you call it the Hunting Grounds, as is done in Deadlands, or the Umbra, as the Garrow and Werewolf the Wild West like to do, it's the mortar and the cracks between the worlds. Certain special folks have figured out the way to get into the mortar and travel from world to world. One such person was a Sioux by the name of Billy Stormwalker. His friends might call him Stormy if he had any. Anyhow, Stormwalker was a Garrow, that's a fancy name for Werewolf in the world of Werewolf the Wild West, and he was pretty annoyed by how he saw matters progressing in his world. As happened in our own history, the white governments kept breaking treaties with the native nations, shoving them further and further onto smaller and smaller reservations. Stormwalker decided to do something about this, but he didn't have the kind of power he needed to stand up to the entire United States government, so he went on a walkabout between the worlds. Eventually, Stormwalker stumbled upon the weird west of Deadlands, and he liked what he saw. With the resurgence of magical powers, the natives had turned the tide against the white governments, and they were actually managing to establish themselves as powers to be reckoned with. The key behind their newfound might and the return of magic was something called the Reckoning. Unfortunately, even for the native nations, the Reckoning wasn't all good. It involved the return of the, to the world of evil spirits, plus the monsters of myth and legend that had long since been banished from the light. They were all back now with a vengeance, and many surprised natives died at the hands beside the bewildered whites. Stormwalker saw all this as a good thing. After all, what was the sacrifice of a few of his own people if it propelled the rest of them to unheard heights of power? He came up with a plan. Stormwalker's central goal is to bring the reckoning to his world at, at any cost. To that end, he is trying to fashion a gate between the two worlds. Of course, building this gate is not an easy task. There's a lot to it. But the gist of it is that Stormwalker needs to set off an explosion at a certain point of power in both worlds. For this, he's chosen a secluded portion of Monument Valley centered around a massive tower of stone. In the Weird West, Stormwalker joined forces with Wendell Tombs of Dr. Darius Hellstrom's Wasatch Company. Tombs developed a monstrous bomb powdered by a substance known as Ghost Rock, a super fuel that burns a thousand times better than coal. 
Once set off with a sorceress detonator, this bomb would blast open one end of Stormwalker's bridge between the worlds, then all he needed to do was blow open the other. Of course, if you've been keeping up with us, or even if you just read the synopsis of the events in the first two books, which appears in the front of this book, then you know that the heroes foiled Stormwalker's plan. At least, that's how things were intended to pan out. How your posse fared may be another matter. Assuming the events and strained bedfellows went as they were supposed to, Stormwalker abandoned the Weird West while leaving the heroes to try and defuse Ghost Rock Bomb, which they succeeded at by the skin of their teeth, or fangs, if that's appropriate. Once the dust settled, the villain was long gone, and it was up to the heroes to offer pursuit and bring the rogue werewolf to the kind of silvery justice that can only dispense, only be dispensed from a gun. I think it's a neat story. Um, I changed a couple of the words in there because they use a couple of outdated terms and things like that uh, for uh, native people, but nothing that's outright offensive, thankfully. Just a few terms that I would now writing this adjust if I were to um, to adjust some wording. Um, overall, three solid adventures, something that I would recommend people check out. They are really easy for you to drop into a story and drop out and even uh, include little tiny bits and pieces where you're like, this is just some neat concepts of what happens if you dive into the umber and alternate realities exist if you want to do that sort of storytelling, these books offer you a lot of opportunities to get ideas for that sort of jumping off point where you're like, I'm going to have our game connect to the Trinity universe, for example, would be a good one that you could say, hey, I'm going to bring my werewolves through the Umbra into the Trinity universe. Um, and then it allows you to do that sort of... Um, crossover play or you could do this with um i'm trying to think of some other um awesome games to do it with there are really pretty much anything you can imagine you could do this sort of crossover with and it could turn into a really interesting and engaging story so that's my quick galliard rant review of these three books if you can find copies of them i recommend you do so um I just know that they're going to be hard to find. So take a look at the Storyteller's Vault or Drive Through RPG when you get a chance and see if they have them uploaded on there. They are under our Harrowed Moon, and then there are three different subtitles for them. So that's this Galliard rant for today. Until we get an answer to the question, when will you rage? I'll talk to you again soon.